Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Media Podcast. My name is Patrick Hare, author of Corporate Boilerplate Vinegar from Brick Cave Books. Joining me in the studio today is my co-host, fellow poet and author, Bill Campana. Hey Patrick, it's Bill here, poet and author of five different Brick Cave books, including Poems in the Key of A Negative, which is coming to a bookstore near you sometime in uh, uh, 24. Is it 2024 will be ready? Uh Keep a, keep a good thought, people. Now, the Brick Cave Podcast is brought to you by the BC Book Club, Brick Cave Media's community portal for readers that love Brick Cave books and their authors. Are there any poetry events coming up? No, there are not. Thank you very much, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, maybe you guys can tell us what the poetry yeah, events are coming up, and there. we'll read them on the air. I mean, we don't mind plugging a good venue or any place that you could possibly read a poem somewhere I know or they're if they're in, back in, or gone in September there's or, uh, October there is the uh, Maricopa Slam hosted by the Clue and uh, also that month later that month or maybe it's earlier that month a Slam in Sedona I, I was going to mention that hosted by that. Christopher Fox Graham well, see, now that would be something to go and see. Yeah. You drive up the hill and see some poetry. Everything's red up there. Are they still doing uh, They're still doing the online thing at Writer's Block, right, in Ohio? Yeah, but I don't do that. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Not your gig? I, I don't have capabilities for that. You have a phone, man. Yeah, I got a phone, but what, what am I going to do? Call up Scott? <laughs> hey, uh, put, put my phone by the microphone. <laughs> Hold me up to your uh, laptop there. Let me read a poem. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't do that. I don't have that. I'm not complaining. I'm cool with not having. Is there a Phoenix Park Zoom Park? poetry? <laughs> no, that, that's gone. Is it? Oh yeah. Oh. That's gone. That went. That went, left us in in a in a wave in a in a haze of uh, controversy. That's the word I'm looking for. It was very controversial. All right. Yeah. Well, we won't. Uh, we won't. Uh, no, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even guess. gonna go there. We don't bury any. Uh, I have. I have things to say about it, but uh, this proof that Neil Young was wrong when he said that it's better to burn out than to fade away. <laughs> <laughs> better to burn up. Because many of our best slams and readings faded away, which is better than having it all fall to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Other you kind than of that, sputtered a little bit at the end. Well, yeah, but but because we it went on for so long. Yeah. And we were running out of a... Uh, we ran out of coffee house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the good old Asenza was coffee there and not there. Then that back, and then they took po all their stuff. Yeah. yeah. Poets yeah. poets yeah. love coffee houses. Coffee houses really do not love poets. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, they, it's because we're awful do. people. Maybe you, maybe you could come here and, and, and run an event in our coffee house, you know, until they see what's the going on there. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, we don't want this. Yeah. This is loud. Oh my God, people There's up subject there, matters here that are controversial. Well, if they're swearing. They're talking about things that are controversial. And they're not buying enough coffee. You know, it's 9 o'clock mm. at night. How much coffee can you drink? Did you ever do an event that had a minimum drink? No. 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 Mama Javas did not. That came up uh, for a comedian. I saw a comedian say they don't book a show that has a drink minimum. I know there's some comedians that won't go to a venue that uh, <laughs> are requiring <laughs> proof of vaccination. 
Well, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. Of course, this was, uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but who the hell's going to go see this guy anyway? <laughs> Fair. Well, I don't a know. Refu- a refugee from Saturday Night Live. I really want to watch my good. fans die. <laughs> Put it this way, he, he was goat boy, so he's probably taking ivermectin. Yeah, it's a, a two-ventilator minimum. <laughs> there is a Christmas edition, or a, no, a pumpkin spice edition. That, uh, yeah, I saw that. In. Pumpkin spice ivermectin. Yeah. Get it while it's hot. Oh, yeah. Here, we're going to get the horses to eat that. <laughs> so, who brought poetry? Well, I did bring poetry. You did? Yes, I did. New poetry? Yes, yes. Oh, Bill! It's, it's like, on your phone, too. I know. Is this I a know. Zoom poem? Are we <laughs> Zooming right now? <laughs> yeah. Columbus! Columbus, can you see me? Background? Uh, this is the. This is the Rose in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> it's the collar there. <laughs> okay. Remember the standard disclaimer. Just because it's new doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> you said you wanted all of us to bring our authentic selves to work every day. Are you nuts? Most companies have whole legally mandated courses with stilted role-playing exercises just to keep people from acting like their authentic selves. You know why people get coached for job interviews? Because the last thing a boss wants to see is the person who is actually planning to slack off, steal office supplies, and turn the workplace into a cauldron of drama and lawsuits resulting in mandated courses. My definition of anxiety in any social interaction is where my true nature might spontaneously emerge. It takes a barrage of worried overthinking to keep the real me locked in. I have spent a lifetime stuffing away any manifestations of my id at the expense of my ego. The real me has been painstakingly replaced with a phony persona who is deathly terrified of those moments of weakness when the authentic self slips from underneath a patch of thin ice on the lake where it lies dormant. Imagine if my authentic self said what it thinks or pointed out all the flaws in everyone's cliched constructs and narratives. The real me fears that it would be a singular focus of hatred big enough to create common ground between the left, the right, the up, and the down. The whole foundation of society rests on people lying to themselves and others about themselves and others. I don't think I'm alone here. Every celebrity scandal, impeachment proceeding, and arrest report usually involves a case where somebody's authentic self got out in the wild. Given the choice of telling the truth about the actions of their real selves, most people prefer to stick with perjury. When confronted with their actions, they'll say something like, yes, I did that, but it's not really who I am. Folks take their phones and start recording when an authentic self pops up on a flight from Los Angeles to Minneapolis, at a political event, or at the rest stop on the edge of town. Lots of seemingly wild-mannered people are right to keep their real selves locked away. Dateline had a whole series about people whose authentic selves would go to strangers' homes, drink iced tea, eat cookies, and patiently wait for Chris Hansen to emerge from behind a curtain. (laughs) Authentic selves end up being the subject of podcasts because they can't be trusted to build a good alibi or properly erase the telltale blood spatter. Everyone wants to hear Billy Joel sing about the stranger, but no one wants to meet one. It is bad enough that the pieces of the real me drip out of a pen and get concentrated into sonic droplets, but my hazardous musings are not safe for work, and you'd really better think twice before you to tell me to just be myself. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. 
One question. Did you say wild-mannered people or mild-mannered? Huh. Well, I'm going to change it to wild-mannered now. Because <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that the, sounds I, that's, much better. Yeah, that's a, it's a great one. It's a great phrase right there. Uh, you wild-mannered people doing out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm your wild-mannered reporting. <laughs> This is Wild Man Bill reporting. I should have hired Kent instead. So anyway, uh, I'm going to start out by just throwing this out. Bob Dylan is dead. Bob Dylan has died. I'm like, what? No, he hasn't. I'm, I'm kidding. It'll be true someday. But, but I, I'm thinking by the time this podcast is available to listen to, he could be. He could oh, be dead. Okay. Oh, my He's, gosh. Uh, what's he, 80, 80 now? Yes, because as we all know, uh, Bob Nelson only just does poetry stuff. He has no other things going on in his life. No, he just has this. <laughs> yeah. He lives for the podcast. He just, make, okay. he just cashes that. in on poets, as we all know. I deserve He's that. built an entire life cashing in on us. He's really a wild-mannered man. <laughs> yes. we, we, my authentic self will get out. Yeah. Who bought the Playboy self. Mansion? Bob Nelson. <laughs> Grotto wasn't big enough for him, so he had to expand it. I'm not wearing any pants right now, just so you know. So the authentic self is, is sort of like a spirit animal? Is that what that is? Or um, is that an actual phrase? It's an, it's an actual stuff. phrase. It's a thing. And I know the meaning of it is you're supposed to be you know, free and open about who you are. You shouldn't hide you know, your, your personality well, you or anything to. at work. <laughs> you but it's have like, to hide it. Like when they said, my authentic self is like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Places they'll... They'll, they will send you if they see your authentic self. Yes, the beast you, within. You can't. You yes, can't. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Yeah, you can't. You the can't. shadow knows. You can't mingle with society. What the? And there's the title of the episode. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Yes, or wild-mannered. Wild-mannered. So this, this piece here is called, uh, you know, I don't know if I read part of this last month or not. It's called The Streetcar... Named Gristle. 